جود مورنينج ميشيغان صباح الخير ميشيغان احنا نبتدي الحلقه النهارده بفضل شاكر لا يا سامح احنا هنبتدي الحلقه فيروز نبتدي بفضل شاكر لا يا سامح فيروز ما كانت امبارح فيروز سامح التراديشن تبع البرنامج كل يوم ببلش فيروز تراديشن انجليزي انجليزي يا سامح هو ده اللي عندنا طب بس عندنا حاجه مختلفه النهارده صباح الخير وكل الخير يهدي لك صباحا And it's Wednesday morning, October 7th, 2020, and this is the Ray Hanania Show, sponsored by the Arab News newspaper and brought to you on the U.S. Arab Radio Network on WNZK AM 690 in Detroit, Michigan. I'm Ray Hanania, the special U.S. correspondent for the Arab News newspaper. The Arab News newspaper is the Middle East's leading English-language print newspaper with editions in Saudi Arabia, Dubai, Japan, Pakistan, France, and bureaus in London, New York, and Chicago, where I'm based. The U.S. Arab Radio Network was launched in 2005 by journalist and radio network founder Leila Al-Husseini in an effort to energize and empower Arab Americans, and I've been broadcasting uh, with her for many, many years, and it's very exciting to uh, uh, be sponsored by the Arab News newspaper. For more information on our radio show, Uh, the Ray Hanania Show, you can go to the Arab News newspaper at arabnews.com, and we have a special U.S. 2020 election section where you can get information on all that. If you're outside of the greater Detroit region, you can watch and listen to the radio show on the Arab News Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Arab News, and it looks like we've got a lot of people already watching us on Facebook, which is always nice. Technology, it's beautiful when it works. Our radio show call-in number is 248-557-3300 in the U.S. Um, and today's show, we got a great lineup, uh, some great guests, too. We're looking at the U.S. general elections for president, and we have uh, a couple guests. Our first uh, segment is going to feature uh, the former ambassador to Morocco, uh, Ed Gabriel of Arabs for Biden. Ed, welcome to the show. It's good to see you. Ray, it's uh, good to be with you. Thanks for having me. And later on, we're going to be talking with a Trump champion, Dalia Al-Akidi, at the bottom of the hour about uh, why, uh, you know, elections. It's like a baseball game. You know, it, it gets a little divisive this time, but in this election. But it, for me, I've been covering politics 45 years. And if you treat it like a baseball game, it's the World Series. It's over, you win, you lose, you go back to the next season, you practice, you shake hands with all the players, and we move on. So we're gonna, we'll continue doing that. I also want to point out, before we start, uh, begin our interview with Ed, um, that uh, the Arab News has commissioned a special YouGov poll on this coming election, um, and it's going to be very interesting. We'll be releasing some of those details as we get closer to the reveal date, as they complete the poll. Um, and, uh, I, you know, we did this in the last, we've done several YouGov uh, uh, polls, and uh, YouGov is phenomenal in terms of uh, the work that they do. We did one in 2016. What was interesting about 2016, and maybe, Ed, you can kind of talk about this, it's a phenomena. It seemed that the Arabs uh, who were interviewed in the poll back then supported Hillary Clinton when they had to identify themselves. But when they didn't have to identify themselves, it seemed where they could be anonymous, he did seem to do better. What do you think? And maybe let me throw that question because 
that's something that impacted polling last time and I think is impacting polling this time. Do you get that sense that some people don't want to say they supported President Trump, but but do? But in your question, Ray, it's kind of telling, isn't it? Um, I don't really want to admit uh, I got a problem. Um, but uh, look, Joe Biden's in, in a fight for, for the soul of this nation, as he always says, you know, and I think our democracy is threatened. When I was U.S. ambassador, we could walk around as proud Americans talking about our values and leading with our values. Uh, we, if I was ambassador today, I couldn't do that. And we need a huge win now to really save democracy, in my opinion, a close election where Joe is the winner uh, is going to be contested. So we're going to have to right. really deal with this. Um, I hear uh, voting in Michigan, by the way, is uh, at an all-time high right now, uh, uh, the absentee and uh, voting by mail. Um, you know, think about it. What are we going to tell our, our grandchildren one day that um, I didn't vote uh, during this time in history about the worst president since uh, Andrew J Johnson? Um, or are we going to say, I voted, and I voted the right way, and I'm proud of it. So to get to your question, they better vote proudly and publicly. Thank you. No no one asked me, like, uh, how did you, how did your dad vote when LBJ was running against Barry Goldwater? And they had that big uh, ad that Goldwater, I remember the slogan. The reason I remember that election from the 60s was Barry Goldwater's sign was AUH2O, Goldwater. It was very cool. And I thought, okay, he'd make a great president. Isn't that how half the people vote in the United States? A little bit of perception. The guy, John F. Kennedy, was handsome. Nixon was sweating. Um, we kind of look at the perception and stuff. What's the perception when you look at uh, Biden that promotes him? And when you look at President Trump, what are the some of the perceptions you think that are driving support for your candidate? Well, I don't, I don't think the contrast could be more different. Um, you know, Joe Biden is a compa I know Joe Biden. I've uh, worked with he and his staff for 30 years. Um, he's, he's the real deal. And what you see is what you get from Joe Biden. He grew up in a small town in, in the Rust Belt in Scranton. Uh, he knows what it's like in Michigan, Ohio, the Great Lakes, Lake Stakes. He's that kind of guy. He's compassionate. He feels. He's empathetic. He, he's balanced. You remember, um, even Lindsey Graham called him the finest man in the Senate. So what you see is what you get. Now, having said that, there are a lot of people suffering uh, where we grew up, Ray. There are a lot of people mm -hmm. suffering. And I think in the past, our party abandoned them in some ways. And now we've got Joe, and he's not going to abandon us. He's from here, and he's going to use his ability to be balanced and be bipartisan to find deals. So that's how I describe them overall. Now, for most mainstream Americans, I think that applies 100%. But aren't Arabs in a special category, Arab Americans in the United States? I mean, we never get really what we want in this country. We get maybe less from, they may argue, some will argue less from the Republicans, but less from, and maybe a teeny bit more from the Democrats, but it's still less than what we feel we should get. 
We've been uh, ostracized. The census uh, under Democrats and Republicans won't include us. Um, they, we never get appointed to any office. We pay our taxes. I served during the Vietnam War. You know, you uh, you know, you know. And again, I'm not putting you on the spot, but Arab Americans, we're kind of between a rock and a hard place, and it's always who's less worse. Is that the case with Biden? Do you think? I mean, I know that, and and I'm not asking you to criticize Biden, but I'm asking you to tell me about this dilemma that Arab Americans face. Trump has done things I, I just can't handle. Biden has said and done things I just don't like. How do I decide? What do you tell Arab Americans? And you've spent many years in the Middle East, so you know our Arab culture. What do you tell Arab Americans uh, when they have to decide who to vote for? So um, I like your opening. Um, we Arab Americans think we're pretty special people. Um, we are. <laughs> <laughs> You're so, an honorary Arab American, Ed. You're honorary. I am. Being in Morocco all those years. Uh, yes. No, I am. I'm uh, I'm a, a Lebanese blood, and I'm proud. There you of, go. Um, that's more than honorary. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, so what do we? How do we convince Arabs that uh, okay. to choose one side or the other? So let me let me uh, tell you. I've worked on. Um, I hate to say this. I've worked on presidential campaigns since 1976 when I was out putting up signs for Fred R. Harris for president in 76. Um, How come I remember that name? That's funny. Go ahead. Senator Harris. Um, and so every election thereafter, I was involved in some way, and it grew each time, and I was heavily involved from President Clinton uh, forward. I can tell you, and I mean this, Joe, to answer, you said, well, you know, I don't, I don't mean to put you on the spot. Joe, Joe Biden would tell me, just be honest, tell him the truth. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to tell you the truth. I have never been uh, involved in a presidential uh, election, a presidential candidate that cares as much about the Arab Americans as he does. I got a call from them saying, Ed, would you join the campaign? Now, I was a, a, a first and always supporter for Joe, but I got a call. And they said, come and help us organize Arab Americans. I said, excuse me, did I hear you correctly? Um, that was the kind of uh, beginning. On top of that, they, I hope, I'm glad you're sitting down. They produced, we produced a six-page Arab American policy paper, which you can go online and read. Six pages right. of how this administration, a future administration, would deal with Arab Americans on domestic and foreign policy. And it's just quite amazing, if you ask me, the way in which we've been included. We have dozens of meetings every month with all kinds of subgroups of the Arab American population. We're listening and we're changing. And we're, we're always one email away from Joe Biden. That's it. It's unbelievable what I've experienced. And I'm very excited about this. And it comes from his heart. And and I understand that. I mean, I think it's great that he reached out to us. I mean, we are, we still don't know how many Arabs we are in the United States. I mean, I think it's more like 4.5 million. I mean, over the years I've done, I've had to extrapolate numbers from voting records. And you count the Arab names in like Chicago and Illinois. Um, the census says we're only like about 1.8 million. So, but I think 
they uh, politicians and officials see Arab Americans as a growing voter block, yes. um, like any other community. Jews, Af- maybe you know, they're more African Americans, more Hispanics, but we're getting there. And uh, so it's natural to hear a politician say, "Hey, I want to work with you. I want to do it." But you got to look at their record, and you know, uh, I've. Has Biden said, I mean, I've heard him say many times, seen all these videos, oh, I'm a Zionist, you know, and that like touches a chord with a lot of Arabs. Um, and and I th- and I know he's doing it for political reasons. He's in front of a- APAC and Jewish groups. Has he ever said, and a ha- and a, uh, I'm a cousin in Arabic? You know what I mean? Like uh, the way we hug each other and, you know, Lebanese, isn't everybody a cousin? You know, all the time. Uh, I'd like to hear him use some Arabic words. That would carry the ball a little bit further, well, but even more. Go. <laughs> well, come on. Um, last week in the d- debate, he looked at Trump in the eyes, and when Trump gave one of his um, comments, Joe said, Inshallah. And Joe said that for a reason. He's been Why with was us. that? He's been with us a lot. He's been across the table from Arab leaders. He speaks our language. And you talk about hugging. We can't talk without a hug and a kiss, can we? I remember growing up as a male, I would hug all my buddies and, you know, they go, whoa, what's going on here? But and unfortunately, with the pandemic, I thought we'd be uh, kind of uh, it'd be hard for us to communicate. However, you walk, walk into a room with Joe and he just has to touch you. You know, it's just like us. He has to make that physical contact put his hand on your shoulder. Um, He's got a warmth about him that is very uh, Arab. Having said that, he's got policies behind it. Look, he's against annexation. He's uh, for renewing Palestinian aid. He wants to uh, bring back the Palestinian liaison office. Uh, He's against illegal settlements. Um, Let me tell you another thing, if I may, Ray, on the peace process. I was involved in it in 2000, the last push by President Clinton, uh, when he proposed the Clinton perimeters. Um, And I have to tell you, I think Joe Biden is very close in personality and approach to these things like President Clinton, unlike other presidents, closer to Clinton, because he's got balance He's trusted by both sides, and he can bring them together. Uh, we got as close to a peace process as we're going to get in, in a while at, at that very month, December of 2000, which led to what is called the Taba Accords. I think Joe Biden has the last chance for a two-state solution. We're hanging by a threat right now on a two-state solution. I think he can get us there because of the trust and confidence he has one thing I learned in diplomacy, if you don't build that trust and confidence with both sides, you're in trouble. Because when it comes to nut cutting time at the end, if you don't have that trust, they won't take the, the walk with you. Joe's got that. We got a long, All right, Ed. long way to go. I agree. But heck, I can give you six pages of policy and writing before we even negotiate begin negotiating come on where have we seen that before all right hang on ed we're going to take a quick break here we are radio and uh 
Uh, we have uh, some local uh, sponsors, and uh, we want to give them a little plug. Otherwise, we wouldn't be existing over here. So just hang tight. Uh, on the line with me is uh, Ed Gabriel, the former ambassador uh, to Morocco, and uh, as he pointed out, very active in the peace process. He's a uh, representative of Arabs for Biden, uh, which is uh, bringing Arab Americans together to support support Joe Biden, the former vice president, in this November 3rd general election in the United States. I'm Ray Hanania, special U.S. correspondent for the Arab News newspaper, and this show is sponsored by the Arab News and brought to you on the U.S. Arab Radio Network on WNZK AM 690 in Detroit, Michigan. We are broadcasting live on Facebook at the Arab News Facebook page, which has over 5.3 million uh, likes and followers, so I'm anticipating a, a revolution maybe coming out, a positive re revolution, okay, coming out of this uh, to educate and uh, get some information out there. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue the discussion with uh, Ed Gabriel about uh, Joe Biden, Middle East peace, um, and we'll talk about some of his positions on the Middle East. I'm Ray Hanania. We're going to be right back right after these messages. Read the Arab News newspaper for the latest on the U.S. elections, the battle for president, and breaking news and unique stories on Arabs in America and the world online at arabnews.com. The Arab News newspaper is the leading English-language newspaper in the Arab world, with editions in France, Pakistan, Japan, Dubai, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, and bureaus in London, New York, and Chicago. Join the more than 5 million people who follow the Arab News on Facebook online at arabnews.com. Kashat's Mediterranean Market and Shish Kebab offers a great array of your favorite Mediterranean meals. Meals range from lamb specialties, shawarma sandwiches, seafood dinners, and they offer special big trays of your favorite food, plus much more. Kashat's Mediterranean Market and Shish Kebab address is 32839 Northwestern Highway in Farmington Hills. Their phone number is 248-538-9552. That number again is 248-538-9552. And the supermarket is open from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Kashat's Mediterranean Market and Shish Kebab will definitely leave you satisfied. Life is a nonprofit charity that's provided humanitarian aid and development to people and communities for over 25 years, regardless of race, color, religion, or cultural background. When disaster occurs here or around the world, Life for Relief and Development rushes in to provide food, medical aid, and shelter to those in need. Please help improve these efforts. Make your tax-deductible donation to Life now at lifeusa.org or call 248-424-7493. Get ready for an amazing experience at Ishtar Restaurant on 15 Mile Road in Sterling Heights. Enjoy excellent hospitality from owners Ali al-Baghdadi and Fatty Bottom serving the best in Mediterranean food. Try Chef Ali al-Baghdadi's famous shawarma, the best Iraqi grills and food, and the best Arabic and international dishes. Dine in our authentic atmosphere or take out. Call 586-698-2585 or check us out on Facebook. Ishtar Restaurant practices all CDC guidelines and is open every day, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Have an amazing experience today at Ishtar Restaurant, 3625 15 Mile Road, Sterling Heights. And welcome back to the Ray Hanania Show on WNZK AM 690 Radio on the U.S. Arab Radio Network, brought to you by and sponsored by the Arab News Newspaper. 
I'm Ray Hanania, the special U.S. correspondent for the Arab News newspaper, and uh, we're doing a special Wednesday morning show every Wednesday through just past the election because we anticipate, you know, all the rumors of maybe and speculation from the media pundits that they may not actually have the total count done on election night on November 3rd. So we're going to give it a few more extra shows after the election to analyze it. And uh, we got a great guest this morning We had a, uh, that we're talking with uh, Ed Gabriel. He's the former ambassador uh, to Morocco, and he's been involved with uh, uh, the peace process in the past. And he is one of the spokespeople for Arabs for Biden. Later on, we'll be talking with uh, Dahlia Al-Aqidi, who is uh, born in Baghdad, Iraq, and um, she ran for office in Minneapolis, and she uh, supports uh, President Trump, and we're going to talk with her about why uh, Arabs should support Trump. Um, but, look, Ed, let's go back to, uh, you, you had just opened up an interesting conversation. He is going to, I'm assuming, and I think you're telling us that he's going to reverse uh, the direction that Trump has taken us, or is it just he's just going to move in a d- different direction? Is he going to walk back things, or is he just going to kind of move forward? Do we have an idea of what he's going to do yes. if he's president? So on, on a few things, a very few things, um, um, we believe that he um, and the administration, especially when it comes to Lebanon, uh, have taken a good line. For instance, on Lebanon, um, they're um, uh, making sure that they do not um, uh, support corrupt sectarian leaders and throw good money after bad unless there's a government put in place that address the people's needs. So in that sense, it's good. Where he fails in Lebanon, though, is helping the people of Lebanon. If we're going to be tough on the government until they reform, what are the poor people of Lebanon going to do in the meantime? And can we bolster and help the Lebanese Armed Forces, the only trusted institution there? So there's a couple of things uh, that they've done well. Other things, no. I'll tell you what he'll do on day one. On day one, he's going to lift the Trump Muslim ban, and he's going to be more welcoming of refugees and immigrants to this country. Trump announced last week he's going to have 10,000 refugees, the lowest in our history, uh, at least recent history, 10,000. Um, uh, Joe Biden is saying, no, I'm going to go to 125,000. And I'm going to get Congress to put a, a, a floor of 95,000. Uh, so that's just a beginning. Um, we're also going to uh, make sure that we take a look at the terrorist watch list and take, take reverse that in the sense that it's going after people uh, and because of their names and because of their ethnic heritage, we've got to change that. And he's committed to it. Um, let, let me let me just go back to the Lebanon one because, and then I want we can move okay. forward because those are, these are great topics. So um, you're saying Trump has done some good things for Lebanon by taking a tough stand, but Biden is going to focus more on helping the people. No, correct. No, so, say that again. Um, you you your question to me, Ray, if I may say, or I thought your question was. What do we keep and what do we throw out, or what do we right. what do we do better? Uh, what right. We're gonna, I think what what the, uh, Joe Biden is committed to is making sure that we hold tough against corrupt sectarian leaders. Got what it. Trump, what Trump didn't do is part two. If you're going to do that, what do you do with the people of Lebanon? They're suffering. Right. Poverty over fifty percent. 
So. What's Biden's position on Hezbollah and Iran? Because when you talk about Lebanon, it's hard not to talk about those two groups. Sure. Is he going to be tough, um, you think? Well, uh, yes. Um, I think on Iran, um, uh, you know, why is Trump, why did Trump want to throw everything out that Obama did good? Uh, I don't get it. Uh, and why is he kowtowing to people who murder journalists and continue wars in Lebanon? These are things, or excuse me, Yemen, uh, continue wars in Yemen. These are things that Joe Biden is going to take a hard look at, and he's going to rebalance our relationships. America is going to come first, not other countries. In that sense, he's going to hopefully, hopefully engage Iran, not only on nuclear technology, but also on missile technology and their uh, support for terrorist proxies which brings us to Hezbollah. So uh, when it comes to Hezbollah, I think we've got to be very careful about um, targeting one religion or one group. And that's what Trump seems to be doing. Trump seems to be targeting one religion or one group. That's not good. What, in my personal opinion, if I may say, in my personal opinion, I think sanctions that go after individuals that are corrupt and our terrorists um, should be singly looked at. But to go after one group of people, there are plenty of Christians and Sunnis, um, uh, as well as others that are pretty corrupt and need to be uh, reined in, let me tell you. Yeah, and obviously, having covered politics for 45 years, I look at President Trump, and he's not a politician. Uh, he, he Sometimes he's not smooth, and he doesn't articulate you know, sometimes what I think he's trying to say, uh, you know, the idea of the Muslim ban, I think you're right that he kind of conveyed the image. And in, in, in my opinion, I'm sure you, you think he intentionally targeted Muslims. But it seemed like at the time when you really stopped and looked at it, the some of these countries like Syria, uh, maybe Iraq and some of these other Middle Eastern countries, Iran, it was hard to trust who was coming from those countries to the United States because the security systems to vet immigrants from those countries was terrible. There are 50 Arab countries, there are 50 Muslim, predominantly Muslim countries. He only targeted seven. And yet, in my opinion, he's never addressed that to say, hey, I'm not targeting the Muslim people. I'm targeting a segment where I'm worried about the security of people coming into our country. I think he did a poor job of expressing what I think his policy was supposed to do. But you're basically saying that, yeah, Biden wants to keep the terrorists out also, um, but he wants to do it in a different way, if I understand you correctly. No, I, I think um, I, I think what, I, um, I'm suggest- when I was talking about Iran, uh, I was talking about terrorists in the region. In other words, we're going to go beyond a nuclear deal in, with Iran and look at uh, missile technology and their proxies in the region that foment uh, terrorism. Uh, and I said we have to be cautious, though, not to pick out one group of people. Uh, when it comes to the Muslim ban, which is separate uh, discussion, uh, I'll leave it up to your viewing audience to determine whether he's anti-Muslim or not. Right. Um, and anti a lot of things or not. 
but it's pretty clear to me that um, a Joe Biden confronted with a problem like like um, uh, people coming into our country, and he's willing to to be confronted with it, you would improve upon your vetting system, not just say all you Muslims are not welcome in those countries. What the heck is that kind of talk? This, this is America, Ray. It's America. We have we don't lead with our with our guns. We should be leading with our values. Joe Biden leads with his values, whether you know. And and God help us, we got to get back there, as Joe would say, inshallah. Inshallah. Uh, oh, and final question, Ed, if you don't mind, tell us the most important thing when we talk about why Arabs should support uh, Biden. What are those top? points that you think justify their vote for him on November 3rd? Well, look at his record, number one, and look at this Arab American policy paper that deals with small business, the Muslim ban, uh, categorizing uh, people correctly, opening the door to all kinds of groups. We've met with with all kinds of people. Chaldeans for uh, Biden came out yesterday. We've met with the Syrian community many times, the Lebanese the Iraqis, uh, the Yemenis, the list goes on and on and on. Open door. He cares. Look at his policy paper. It speaks for itself. Secondly, he cares about America. He doesn't care about winning uh, the election. He cares more about America. Of course he wants to win. But you know what? No one has put America first in the Senate in the last 30 years, the way he has, crossing party lines to make it better. And third, he's a compassionate, empathetic person that's going to listen and take actions. He's going to lead with human rights and civil rights. That's where he's going to to be. So those three things. And and I think that uh, the one point that you've made, which is very important in selling Biden to the uh, Arab Americans, is that he's reached out to us. He meets Absolutely. with us, and he has Arab Americans around him. Um, I think that uh, that if there is a criticism of President Trump, uh, he doesn't have many Arab Americans around him, but he has done, you know, he's reached out to the, you know, the Arab world. He's brokered, he's been given credit for brokering these peace agreements, uh, normalization agreements between the UAE and Bahrain and Israel, for example. Are those things that you think that Biden would stand with, or um, would he support those also? Of course, uh, any peace agreement, any normalization agreement is a good agreement. Let me just say, though, ask your next guest for uh, Trump's Arab, Amer- Arab American policy paper. Ask her to see it um, and, and send it to me. I'd love to read it. And I think your viewers should see what he would probably um, say. Having said that, yes, these, these agreements are good. But at the same time, you can't forget the Palestinian people in this process. Did he really think the, the deal of the century could, be ha- could happen without talking to Palestinians? Uh, come on. Don't you think? No, I agree with you. But don't you think the Palestinians made a mistake by not going there? I mean, my being Palestinian, I've always felt when someone talks about us, whether I like their plan or not, I should be there. And I would have taken the stage. And when he presented the plan, I would have said, yeah, thank you, Mr. President. But I don't like the plan. And here's why the plan isn't good. But instead, we you know, we the Palestinians we're talking about 
we tend to reject everything. We turn away from everything. That's a tough thing. And I wonder if Biden can overcome that. Can he help change us? And does he have to? Can he make it easier for us to step forward uh, and embrace whatever he tries to pursue in the Middle East? He looked at uh, the Palestinians looked at the plan, but it didn't take them long to read it. Uh, let's face it. Right. Uh, hey, come on. Um, now, have, I'm not saying they should have embraced it. I'm saying they should have been there to say, I don't like it. They looked at it. Right. However, can Biden get us there? Who knows at this point? Uh, the two state solution is in trouble. However, however, I witnessed what President Clinton did. Um, and when you address the real issues, like, for instance, Joe Biden wants to reestablish the liaison office in Jerusalem. He wants a contiguous um, uh, land base for the Palestinian people. If we address the real needs of the Palestinians and trust back, and Joe can do that, um, I think we got a shot. But you know what? In the end, we got to protect people and their human rights. Their civil rights and human rights at a minimum should be protected like ours in this country and around the world. Trump is not doing that. He's not doing it. He's meeting with dictators. We've got to reassert our human and civil rights in this country. And I know that Joe Biden's going to lead with those. So I hope that. And I I, I don't want to let you go without asking a question. It has nothing to do with the Middle East. Uh, President Trump getting the uh, being diagnosed with coronavirus. Does that hurt or help him going into the election? What do you think? You know, I think politics is unimportant when it comes to that uh, we just hope he gets better. Um, one thing in our country that I love is, uh, like you said, it's like a World Series. You have it, it's over, and you shake hands. And um, low blows uh, is not this campaign's way of operating. So uh, we wish the president uh, well uh, and a quick recovery. And Gabriel, my guest, former ambassador from uh, uh, Morocco from 1997 to 2001, um, and very eloquent spokesperson for Arabs, for Biden, Lebanese-American. Uh, it was just great to have you on the program this morning, Ed. I, I really appreciate it. Is there a website where people can go to get more information on Arabs for Biden? Um, you know, I, I'm going to put it up on the screen. I don't have it in front of me. But if they go right, to Biden.com, uh, they'll find it uh, under Arab-American policy. But I'll try to put it up on the screen. Well, he'll, they'll have a link to it from his website, probably. Yes, it sounds they like. will. And Ray, right. thank you. This has been uh, a great honor for me to, uh, to uh, be with you on this uh, great show that you have. Thank uh, you. It's good. I, we met a long time ago. You probably don't even remember, I mean, but I appreciate seeing you. And uh, it was very kind of you to come on the show and talk about something so important to Arab Americans uh, and Arabs all over the world. Thanks, Ed. Thank you, Ray. Thank you very much. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Thank you you so much. Best to you. Uh, Stay safe. Stay safe. You too. I'm Ray Hanania here at WNZK. Uh, The Ray Hanania Show, sponsored by the Arab News Newspaper and brought to you by U.S. Arab Radio Network. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we uh, should have our next guest uh, talking about the other side of the politics Um, And uh, we'll uh, continue this discussion live on radio and on the Arab News Facebook page. I'm Ray Hanania. We're going to be right back right after these messages. 
Water covers 71% of the world and the Arab News newspaper covers the rest with breaking news from across the Arab and Muslim world and the latest on Arabs in America. Get inside the headlines with expert analysis and insight at arabnews.com. Join 5 million Facebook fans who stay in touch with the Arab News, the Arab world's leading English language newspaper, online at arabnews.com. Ziad Brand, quality products from our family to yours. Ziad Brothers Importing offers the finest quality products, including brands like Sultan, Kraft, Nestle, Hook, Rico Picon, Donna, and many more. Ask your retailer to carry these fine products because you deserve the very best. For more information, visit our website at www.ziad.com. That's www.ziad.com. Ziad, quality products from our family to yours. Are you going to start a restaurant or a grocery store soon? Do you need floor plans and designs? Call Naji Aboud at 734-744-9796. Do you want to buy kitchen and restaurant equipment at discount prices? Call Naji Aboud now, 734-744-9796. New concept products and design, the trademark of kitchen equipment. 5% discount on all purchases of $75,000 or more. New concept products and design, new location, 31185 Schoolcraft in Livonia. Learn more at www.newconceptproducts.com. Call Naji Aboud, 734-744-9796. When it comes to reproductive medicine, IVF Michigan Fertility Centers are the recognized leaders. With locations in Bloomfield Hills and five other cities in Michigan and Ohio, IVF has experts in all aspects of the field. As a founding member of IVF Michigan Fertility Centers, Dr. Nicholas Shama is one of the leading reproductive endocrinologists in Michigan and Ohio. Dr. Shama has performed over 10,000 IVF cases and has helped thousands of couples fulfill their dreams of parenthood. American board certified in both obstetrics and gynecology and reproductive endocrinology and infertility, Dr. Nicholas Shama is a very caring, compassionate, expert physician that understands not only the medical but also the emotional toil of infertility on his patients. When it's time, get personalized care from Dr. Nicholas Shama at IVF Michigan Fertility Centers in Michigan and Ohio. Call toll-free 855-952-9600, 855-952-9600. And welcome back to the Ray Hanania Show, sponsored by the Arab News Newspaper and brought to you on the U.S. Arab Radio Network on WNZK AM 690 in Detroit, Michigan. I am Ray Hanania, the U.S. correspondent for the Arab News newspaper. We just got through talking to Ed Gabriel. He was a former ambassador to uh, Morocco from, I think, 97 until uh, 2001. Lebanese-American, and he's part of the leadership of Arabs for Biden. Um, we were uh, scheduled to have Dahlia al on our show this morning. Dahlia was a candidate, uh, a Republican who ran for Congress in Minneapolis, in uh, Minnesota, and uh, um, we, uh, she's been a very strong advocate of President Trump. Um, unfortunately, she hasn't connected in yet, and I just reached out to her. Um, so we have the line open for her. In the meantime, our phone number is 248-557-3300 if you want to call in. 
uh, and share an opinion about uh, Arabs for Biden, uh, Arabs for Trump. I, I don't think there's an organization called Arabs for Trump, um, but I think uh, I got Dahlia calling me right back right now during the show. You know, the tough thing about running a radio show and in today's technology world is that uh, uh, you got to do everything. Got to record it. You have to. And then if the technology goes, we had a little stumble at the beginning of the show with the technology, so the recording part, but uh, we'll be able, I'll be able to figure that out. But we are recording uh, the show right now. Um, I did reach out to Dahlia and I'm hoping that uh, she'll call in. If not, we'll have to bring her on on another show. We're going to be here every Wednesday morning, uh, 8 a.m. Eastern time. That's uh, 7 a.m. in Chicago. And uh, that is uh, 3 p.m. Uh, in Riyadh and Jerusalem, 1 p.m. in London, and 4 p.m. in Dubai. You know, uh, all that time, you got to figure out all the time sequences. You got to figure out all the differences. You got to get the internet connections together. Um, but I'll tell you what, the Arab News newspaper is probably one of the best newspapers. I work for many papers in the Middle East and in the United States. And I enjoy how the Arab news approaches the uh, uh, news coverage and politics. Um, they commissioned a YouGov poll and uh, for this election. And I'll tell you what, I've got a chance to see um, as the results come in what uh, some of the things that are being addressed. And I'm fascinated about it and I'm looking forward to see all those results. And we will bring you those results um, for that poll um, when they're ready to come out. And uh, um, we'll uh, provide that here on radio. We'll have uh, some people analyzing it. We've got a lot of great reporters at the Arab News. We'll bring some of those political people on uh, to talk to us also about uh, uh, issues um, in the election here in the U.S. and how they impact the Arab world and the Middle East. It's so important to hear these different guests uh, talk about what the issues are uh, in the upcoming election. I, I think it, uh, Gabriel mentioned a, an interesting aspect. And, you know, I mean, he's not going to criticize his candidate. Uh, but I think the fact the asset, the biggest asset it looks like for Biden is that he's reached out to Arab Americans. And that means a lot to Arab Americans. Uh, Joe Biden's policies over the years haven't been as pro-Arab as I would like them to be. Um, but he is a little bit of a contrast to President Trump. Trump, on the other hand, has brought peace uh, to two countries that nobody ever thought would uh, sign deals with Israel, uh, the United Arab Emirates, and also uh, Bahrain. And they're talking about when we interviewed Avi Berkowitz uh, a while back, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, he talked about seven other Arab countries that are negotiating and talking with the United States uh, to uh, um, achieve uh, peace accords with Israel. And the idea isn't, uh, and the argument on that side is not that the, uh, uh, oh, and Dahlia is calling to say that she is coming on board, so we'll get her here momentarily, um, and then we'll give her the last few minutes. Uh, in fact, you know what, Mike, do we have uh, one more commercial coming up? One commercial yeah. break? Why don't we do that now? Um, and so that uh, when Dahlia calls, we can uh, bring her and give her more time on the radio. So uh, let's do that. We're going to take our 45-minute uh, uh, break right now. I'm Ray Hanania here at 
the Ray Hanania Show, sponsored by the Arab News newspaper and brought to you on the U.S. Arab Radio Network on WNZK AM 690 in Detroit, Michigan. Um, the Arab News newspaper at arabnews.com, where you can get all the news and information about what's happening in the Middle East and around the world. I'm Ray Hanania. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back right after these messages. At Top Rehab Physical Therapy Clinic in Dearborn, we provide effective physical therapy sessions in order to limit pain and discomfort. Top Rehab provides physical therapy care for any diagnosis prescribed by a physician, and we regularly see and treat conditions such as stroke, TMJ, fibromyalgia, sciatica, joint pain, and more. We use a variety of pain management methods, including modalities, soft tissue mobilization, and therapeutic exercise. If you're in need of physical rehabilitation or physical therapy, get the highest quality health care at Top Rehab. Most insurance is accepted and we're open Monday, Wednesday, and Friday 8 to 6, Tuesday and Thursday 8 to 5, and Saturday 10 till 2. Call for an appointment today at 313-846-0555. That's 313-846-0555. Choose Top Rehab Physical Therapy Clinic on Michigan Avenue in Dearborn. Life's too short to be in pain. الأكل الشامي الأصيل فقط بدمسكوزين زروهم على 28841 أرشد لك بفارمينغتون هيلز ولطلباتكم اتصلوا على 248-987-4609 That's 248-987-4609 دمسكوزين and catering جبنا لكم الشام لعندكم when you're looking for the best in optical care, Dr. Imad Nakash is your doctor to see. With years of experience and thousands of successful procedures performed, you can trust your eyes to Dr. Imad Nakash. See Dr. Imad Nakash and his professional staff for your eye care needs. There's two locations to serve you. In Hazel Park, call 248-336-3937. 248-336-3937. In Rochester Hills, call 248-299-3937. That's 248 248- Two nine nine three nine three seven, and welcome back to the Ray Hanania Show here on WNZK AM six ninety, um, brought to you by the U.S. Arab Radio Network and the Arab News Newspaper, our sponsor. We want to thank the Arab News Newspaper. Their website is arabnews.com. We're just waiting for our next guest uh, to come on board. Uh, um, but we'll be uh, over the. We'll be here every Wednesday morning, uh, 8 a.m. in Detroit, 7 a.m. in Chicago, um, and also uh, 1 p.m. in Dubai. Or I'm sorry, 1 p.m. in London, 3 p.m. in Riyadh, in Jerusalem, and 4 p.m. in Dubai. There's so many things you got to remember about doing an international show. All the little things plus the internet. Then, if it wasn't for the internet, we wouldn't be able to bring you our guest. Uh, who we had on uh, just a little while ago, Ed Gabriel, uh, Arab-American, who is uh, spokesman for Arabs for Biden. And uh, we have Dahlia Al-Akidi, who is uh, 
connecting in with us uh, momentarily so we can talk to her about support for uh, President Trump uh, from Arab Americans. There are Arab Americans and Muslims who do support President Trump. You know, the uh, Arab and Muslim community, we're very conservative. Uh, we support family values. Um, so a lot of his policies resonate with our community. Um, but politics, of course, makes it all very contentious. But as I mentioned earlier, you know, politics should be like a baseball game. We, or I guess a soccer game for the people in the Middle East who are watching or listening. Um, we play the game. We put everything we got into it. And then when it's over, we kind of shake hands. We move on and, you know, we kind of come together for the benefit of the sport, the benefit of politics, the benefit for our interests as Arabs. Um, and I think it is very important that Arabs be engaged in the election process. And one of the ways you can be engaged, of course, is by reading the Arab News newspaper at ArabNews.com, uh, where you can keep up to date with all the news and insight into things you know that are happening um, across the uh, world that impact us. So I'm just keeping, uh, I'm monitoring the screen here for Dahlia to connect in. Um, and, uh, I really wanted her a little bit sooner, but we're okay. I think, um, we still have some time. Uh, our number is two, four, eight, five, five, seven, 3,300. Um, and, uh, we'll keep talking. I want to thank the Arab news for, uh, sponsoring the radio show. I've been doing this for, wow, years. I do. I've done radio for many years and there's nothing like talking to somebody live, bringing them on so you can actually hear their voice. Um, so let's admit there's Dahlia right there. So let's get Dahlia on. And uh, hey, Dahlia, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good morning. Good. Do you want to, can you put your uh, video on or? Oh, it's not on? Uh, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I know the technology is a struggle, isn't it? There it is. Okay, there you go, Dahlia. We miss you. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Dahlia Akiti was born in Baghdad, Iraq. She earned an undergraduate degree from the Institute of Fine Arts in Baghdad in 1987. And her career experiences include working as a journalist. And she's one of the uh, most outspoken supporters in the Arab American community for President Trump. Tell us about why President Trump is the best candidate in your view. Why should Arab Americans support the president in the November 3rd election, Dahlia? Um, first of all, good morning, and thank you for having me here today. Um, if we look at for the at the past four, almost four years now, we would see that if uh, for us the Arab Americans, Arab Americans don't want handouts like free handouts, like what what the Democrats always uh, offer and always try to to buy votes by all these programs that we don't see that much of it. We don't care about it. The economy was great. Uh, and as we see now, the economy is is recovering. Um, uh, uh, we always... So, go ahead. So you're going to say it's more about political issues, general political issues that, you know, when we look at Biden, when we look at Trump, definitely, you're saying the economy definitely. is I, good. I, I, his overall policies are good. Uh, what's the most important thing you think Trump has done for the U.S., uh, generally for mainstream Americans? Definitely. Def definitely economy, uh, the job rates, 
before COVID, and I'm not talking right. about now, the job rates before COVID was uh, uh, probably it was the lowest in for for so many years, like 30 or 40 years. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm trying to wake up. It's it's 7.50 in my time right, right now. I know. Um, Sorry. Uh, um, I don't think Arab Americans are different than than uh, African Americans or different than Italian Americans or different than Arab, Arab, Arab Americans are Americans and they and they they're concerned about the exact same issues and they uh, their impact uh, the, the impact of everything that happens in the United States would happen on on them and let alone in, especially in Michigan in Michigan Arab Americans voted for Trump. Uh, uh, in 2016, uh, because they were uh, tired of of the the, the low uh, income problem, the economy, etc., etc., etc. So, um, uh, as there, as an there was an, arrogance, there was an arrogance, there was an arrogance that I perceived with Hillary Clinton back in 2016 that kind yeah. of hit me the wrong way. It was like. Who are you? I'm entitled. That that really killed her. Um, and President Trump offered himself as an alternative. Do you think he delivered in filling the gaps that he said that uh, Hillary Clinton couldn't or wouldn't be able to address? Do you think he's kind of delivered on his promises to, you know, uh, his slogan, uh, Make America Great Again? President Trump, exactly, and that's why the Democrats are going nuts in the neck in the uh, in the uh, last twenty eight days uh, before the elections. President Trump, President Trump delivered exactly. He did exactly what he promised, and that was from day one. And to look at Arab Americans in general, Arab Americans are are we are. And I'm talking about myself. I'm a, I'm a conservative person. Uh, in in so many ways, in in my personal life, in my uh, uh, a lot of Arabs are Arabs and Muslims are very I mean traditionally families conservative families and things exactly we're, we're pretty conservative how do how do you think uh, uh, we how do how do you sell Trump's Middle East policies to the Arab world um, because they're an Arab American voters how do you sell those policies to them. I mean, we just witnessed the most uh, important two uh, deals between two Middle Eastern countries and and Israel, and that's that's the the the, the first time in in forty years um, uh, these two deals the uh, the peace deal or, uh, between Israel and UAE and the peace deal between Israel and and Bahrain and more to come it's one of the best things that has happened to the middle east in the past 40 years and that's this is the the step one to more peaceful region let's not forget we have uh, uh, in the middle east i'm talking about the middle east there is a huge threat uh, uh we can see it from iran from the iranian regime and from turkey as well and these two countries are fighting uh, inside the region um we need our allies and we need peace there it's 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 time now it's the right time now for the people of the middle east to start uh living in peace and that's what president trump did which many presidents failed in this aspect 
Do you think that this uh, coronavirus, uh, his diagnosis, what we're getting the coronavirus, does it hurt his election or is it giving his election a boost? Uh, I'm kind of divided on it. What do you think? I mean, is it helping him um, or does it has it caused a stumble? Well, I don't think I, I don't think it's uh, it helped him with the undecided. And that's 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 the problem. Uh, and we've heard these conspiracy theories that he's not sick and it's just happened and he's uh, marketing new medication, et cetera, et cetera. Of course, that's, that's, that's not true uh, because he's losing time. I, I just said we have 28 days and he's losing time, not campaigning. And we know that in Trump's campaign, the number one uh, influencer in this campaign is Trump himself. He's, uh, yes, we see his sons, we see uh, surrogates, we see, uh, we will see uh, Vice President today, but for the Americans, they need to see Trump. So, uh, so it's hurt him by not being out there, in other definitely. words. Definitely. It, it hurts. I get it. Yes, yes. And then a final, because we only got a couple minutes left. Yeah. What's the if you were to argue with the Arab Americans about why they should support Trump? What would be the top two, three points that you would make to them? Why should Arab Americans support President Trump moving forward in the November third election? Let me ask. Let me let me ask the question. What did Biden? Uh, what did Obama Biden do to the Arab Americans for eight years? Uh, what did the Democrats do for Arab Americans for the past eight, uh, not the, for the, for Biden, Obama in eight years? Uh, what did Clinton do? Um, I don't think, and I, I truly believe that it's time for Arab Americans to think on their own without being pushed by certain uh, Arab American organizations that have totally foreign agendas. All right, Dahlia, is there, do you have a website where people can go to get more information about uh, Arab Americans like yourself who are supporting President Trump? Is there a place where they can go to get some of the details? Not that I know of, but uh, I'm very vocal on my Twitter account, uh, Dahlia Al-Akidi, at Dahlia Al-Akidi, D-A-L-I-A-A-L-A-Q-I-D-I. Um, you tell me if there is any any website that is concerned about this. Are there any? All right, we will follow you. Dahlia, listen, thank you so much for joining us this morning. I really appreciate it. Um, it's great to talk to you, and I want to thank our guest, Ed Gabriel, who was on earlier. I want to thank all our audience uh, who has tuned in here at uh, the Ray Hanania Show, sponsored by the Arab News newspaper and brought to you on the U.S. Arab Radio Network on WNZK AM 690 Radio. We'll be back on Wednesday, every Wednesday morning, 8 a.m. in Detroit, talking about politics through the election. So I hope you join us again. Again, Dahlia, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank everybody for watching. You guys have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you.